1: Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 211th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those sexy, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. And I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today, my podcast, Right I Die, the other smart member of the 8bit Nation who managed to secure a PlayStation 5 pre order via Amazon. Because everywhere else in the world sold out in 35 milliseconds, you can find her at Miss Ellie Hart on the socials. How are you doing today, Miss Ellie Hart?
0: What up? Well, I'm doing good. Obviously, you know, first thing in the morning for you, so you probably haven't caught it yet. But a good chunk of us of the Amazon pre ordering group received a nice little email from Amazon saying, Hey, there's a good chance you're not going to get it. Oh, no. <laughs> Should have Your asked besties. you about this
1: beforehand.
0: Uh, well, Did you get yeah, the email? So, um, so, yeah, they sent, like, through an email to... I don't know if it was... Yeah, it must have been just all the American people. But, like, I'm, I'm it's... I'm checking
1: my emails right now. Because
0: so yeah, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I bought from
1: Amazon as well.
0: <laughs> Good morning, Australia. Um. So, yeah, well, they sent out an email today. Everyone got it who pre-ordered on, like, Amazon. And it's essentially just saying, like, hey, yeah, like, you know... You you ordered it, but you just you know stock levels. You might not be able to get your um, pre order fulfilled. Then I'm not sure if it's like fulfilled for the first batch, or it's not going to be fulfilled for release, or if it's just straight up. We've only got a certain amount. You may be lucky. You may not be.
1: Crisis averted. I have no email in my inbox right now. Oh well, so... good
0: for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, luckily for me, my partner is like you know big brain, and he also pre ordered one. From Best Buy, yes. I think. Yes. So, you know, we have a backup plan.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was um, it was very, very touch and go uh, with this pre-order situation where it went live just out of the blue, like you knew an hour beforehand, roughly, that it was going live. I was pre-ordering mine through EB just because it seems to be the easiest way to do things, especially with trade-ins and what have you. And I got all my stuff in there uh went to check out had to sign in cool signed in went to check out again put my payment details in hit processing got the little pinwheel loading 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 and then it refreshed and it was like this is out of stock now and i'm like oh my goodness like i know that you know it's a business and people want to you know, maximize these these sales but like i feel there needs to be some kind of safety net for a shopping cart even even if you give us like Two minutes or three minutes. Let it stay in that card. It's allocated to you for that, like, for a short period of time. It doesn't need to be taken the mickey, but, like, I'm a valued member, as my account says, and yet I get nothing. Like, I get no benefit of the doubt.
0: There's a lot of websites that do have that, and I don't know if, if this is because this is, like, a pre-order thing or may, maybe because it is such a, like, like such a major in-demand item, by like having a person just click therefore locking themselves for at least a solid 3 minutes of stock like scalpers or mass buyers would be able to like fudge the system a little bit I don't know yeah
1: um, yeah that's but, true
0: you know like it like it is really really disappointing when you've got it all in there you're literally about to hit the button and then sorry it's not there yeah, what do you so- mean
1: I, I was pretty pretty defeated at that point in time, and because I didn't really want to do the pre order through one of the the delivery options through an Amazon or a JB or whatever else, because I wanted it on launch day. But yeah. uh, they did the second wave of PlayStation Five pre orders through EB about maybe half an hour to an hour later. But they could only guarantee you'd get it between uh, the the release date and you know December thirty one. So I'm like, I don't want to muck around with this noise either. So mm. I I took the punt and got the priority shipping and everything through Amazon, and, and they gave you like thirty bucks credit for your Amazon account anyway, so it sort of worked out pretty good from a cost perspective. So I'm locked in with with Amazon. Jeff is getting more of our money, so
0: <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. uh, evil ways. We went with Amazon because we have like a like a credit card or something, then you get like money back kind of thing. So oh, nice! It's a no brainer. Um, but you know, like I'm not I'm not like that pedantic where it's like i need it day one like like if i had to like wait a week for it i think i'd be okay like um but if i'd had to wait till like the end of the year or like next year because i stock numbers are fleety i don't care what anyone says like there's gonna be a stage where they like are gonna be low on stock oh yeah so
1: especially this year like with covid and everything like manufacture offshore would be very difficult to stay on top of right now so
0: Yeah but we can all just agree that was like the most craziest like and I like like I can't say console wars but like like I've never seen such like (laughs) like teamwork between gamers in regards to getting that information out there of this person has it available now these people go check here like oh hey this is here's this link because that's um over here like it took a while before like american like retailers um were going to start pre-ordering it but then walmart i think was the first one to kind of do the sneaking mm. and then i think a lot felt like sort of following suit so you cut but like it, at the second that they dropped they would sell out like all the pre-orders would sell out so it was a very like anxious time and there was a moment where i'm like holy shit like is, am I am I really going to miss out? And Amazon hadn't listed it yet, and just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. And I, I was like watching a stream, and someone just in their stream said, "Amazon now, here's the link."
1: <laughs> and everyone's like, "See ya." <laughs> <Right over there. laughs>
0: well, it's like it's more like. I'm pretty smart about like mysterious links, but like like that one I just didn't even question. Yeah. I just clicked it and Brick my computer,
1: was. I don't care. I need this console.
0: Yeah, I was just like clicked it straight away, so
1: Yeah, like um it was some hysteria and I'm like I'm genuinely curious to know the overall pre order numbers from a global perspective. Like if they did have a substantial amount available or if it was a stripped back number just due to potential manufacturing issues with with covid and everything else but either way like the hype is real you could see a lot of people were like i need a playstation 5 and i need it day one like and i'm i'm of that i'm of that ilk like when you said you'd be happy with waiting a week i would not be happy i would be cl- no, I don't climbing you. the walls
0: <laughs> like there was a stage like there was a time and i was you know young dumb and disposable income i would just buy all the consoles it's like oh xbox and playstation are releasing a console at the same time that's fine i'll buy them both that's mm-hmm. fine i'll do it I'm like do you play them both no like hardly ever so that was like my thought process i'm like do i really play console and like everyone usually hears me say like i'm, I'm playing pc majority of the time so
1: yeah and i i like In all honesty, I could pick the battle and just pick one of the consoles, but just due to my need-it-now nature. And love for
0: Microsoft.
1: Yeah, and, and my love for the Team Green. So yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I'm lined up. I'm ready to roll. 8 a.m. on the 22nd, which is our Tuesday here in Australia, is when pre-orders go live for the Xbox Series X or S. So uh, yeah, mark that in your calendar if you didn't see that on the socials. This Tuesday, the 22nd at 8 a.m. Australian time, Get on those web stores, get that pre order going. And it was a nice little subtle jab slash flex by Microsoft where they're like, hey, we're going to give you enough head, like enough notice. This is when the pre orders are going live. This is where you can get it. Uh, you know, just mark it in your calendar instead of this guerrilla marketing tactic where it's like, oh yeah, pre orders live right now, cool. And like mass hysteria ensues. So well, uh, we'll see how well, it plays like, out.
0: How, how did that go? Because like, I'm trying to remember from my time, like working in retail. And like, I'd, I'm pretty certain we couldn't just like, like have stuff pre-ordered. That something in our system would have to start accepting pre-orders. Like, you you as a company make that decision. So I'm wondering how much of this is based on a Sony mistake, because it wasn't available on Sony's website or anything mm. like that. It was just, you know, retailers. So I think it would have to be on them, right, to say like we're just gonna take pre-orders now. Like they, I think they, by now, know what their stock numbers are and what they're getting. So they just open up the floodgates for pre-orders.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, too, because I called my local EB and they have, like, no, apparently no stores have given stock allocations. It's all just divvied through online for now. And then once they survey that landscape, they'll work out what physical consoles they may or may not get and when they may or may not get them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're all just dictated from the e shop at the moment. So...
0: That's very curious. So if anyone went in store, they they Couldn't wouldn't have it. been... At, oh. Because
1: no, I called the second that got like the, the first wave of pre-order was officially scrubbed from EB. I called them up. I'm like, hey, is there a chance if I could come in right now and pre-order on? They're like, no, we, we don't have any authority to do that. It's online only right now. So.
0: Jeez. Yeah.
1: Huh. But interesting. Interesting time to be alive in the, uh, the console wars. It's certainly... Uh, got the hysteria going across the masses with people that missed out or were working because it was like 8 a.m australian time so most people are working or on their way to work at that time so it was probably tough for a lot of people to to step away to try and land that pre-order and and there's a lot of people sad missing out i had a few randos and a few friends that aren't really i guess embedded in the gaming space with a message me going hey do you have any contacts where i can pre-order a playstation 5 or whatever else i'm like uh i'm sorry like I'm not that connected. Like I appreciate the uh the kind words, but you're just gonna have to join the queue like the rest of us.
0: Bootleg Brendan, like yeah. dealing out of the back of a car or something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. But there is some crazy high E B I mean eBay listings already for day one, Playstation fives.
0: Just ridiculous. My God. Because those people can't guarantee that their pre orders are actual legit, can they? They can't.
1: Not at, all, all they could do is like, I guess, have a screen grab of pre order successful or whatever. That's all they could show. And so it's just on I merit. Mean,
0: like on Amazon, we all got our order confirmations. So that's true.
1: I'm hoping I don't receive an email today from Amazon. Don't do me like that, Amazon. Please. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. I don't want to have to try and nickel and dime someone to find, find a PlayStation 5 on launch day. But yeah, outside of that, been playing some games, been playing couple of usual suspects, uh, been rolling more Avengers, hit the the level 50 cap with Black Widow this week, grinding to the the gear score of 150 at the moment. So uh, played a little bit of that, bit more online multiplayer, still enjoying that. Connectivity issues can still be a little bit up, down, round and round. So uh, you sort of take your life in your hands in that regard. Playing some more NBA, uh, just (laughs) working my way through my career, trying to become the best baller the world has ever seen.
0: Still working with your nemesis? Um,
1: no, so I started I restarted my my career and just oh. skipped to MBA and so my nemesis ended up on another team, but I still somehow oh. got picked first overall by the Raptors. So you know, it is what it is, but just just the <laughs> the AI in that game just baffles me, like the minute distribution, the lineups, like these these game developers know who gets played and for how long, like you base it off real stats, but half the players that are like beasts on these teams get either bugger all minutes or they're out of the rotation. Like It's just really weird in that regard. So that's a little bit of a disjointed situation that plays out with that game. But overall, it's okay. I've been enjoying enjoying Hooping because it's a lot different to a lot of the other games I've been playing. Mm. And then a game we've both been playing, uh, <laughs> not together thus far, but no. jump back on the Destiny 2 train this past <laughs> week somehow.
0: What the some F lie. happened? Can I ask? Like, just out of nowhere, like, I jumped off the wagon. I casually dip my toe into Destiny every now and then when I just feel like playing Gambit. But then out of nowhere, all you guys are just like, hey, you're playing Destiny? Yeah, let's play some PvP. And I'm like, what the fuck is? Like, Yeah. are <laughs> um, you?
1: <laughs> NATO, and his beloved cheeky oh. persistence got me. Like you know just the message here and there hey destiny where are we destiny when we destiny in? and i'm like I'd, I'd like to do that I'm like, okay let's let's give it a spin
0: how has he figured out some level of like weird peer pressure or annoyance that actually gets to you i know like
1: i know it's, it's maybe it's because he's just so so cute it's like i feel bad like letting him down it's like you know upsetting a puppy
0: oh, that's on record but okay so all right so you jumped on destiny what on did some you Destiny. Guys, what did you guys do? Did you do story, PvP, um, Gambit?
1: It was, it was interesting because I forgot where I got to last time I played. Like, um, been a while. You know, the, the Shadowkeep stuff was out and I did all that, but I forgot I did all that. So he ran me through the first bit and I'm like, this feels familiar. Very
0: familiar. And then yeah. so we
1: did like another mission. I'm like, this is very familiar. Yeah, I've done all this. <laughs> so uh, then it just became, I've just been playing like Crucible, really, for the most part, like... um. Oh. did a couple of random like little strikes and things like that but there's i guess haven't experienced much new that i didn't know like obviously my my skill my gear scores now i think it's 10 it got to ten thirty i think the other day so it's it's crept up a fair amount from when i've last played i think it was like nine thirty maybe when <laughs> i last played in like february yeah so that jumps really quick uh, and then, then I jumped on uh, and was doing some, some Destiny 2 with, uh, with Panda and Subpar Lover and a couple of the the legends at, at Bungie and a couple other Panda stream friends and we were doing some Crucible. We attempted mm-hmm. to do the raid, which half the people in our group had never done. Uh, that it was happens. a <laughs> mess. My goodness gracious me, we were doing the Leviathan raid. Uh, we made it through one and a half stages of the raid.
0: Uh,
1: Oh, yeah so that's how that went uh but yeah just been playing crucible just been rolling pvp it's a good way to get gear it's a good way to get owned because my goodness there's some good people in pvp so you gotta remember a lot of crucible
0: there's people that play this just all day every day man like this is all that they play so much as there are like strictly cod players there are people and they yeah these people will just play pvp
1: some of them are so good. My yeah. god. Like I'm an okay shot, I feel. I feel I'm passable. <laughs> but some of the moves that these guys and girls throw at you where they're just flying at you at a million miles an hour, one-shotting you with a sniper while they're jumping and floating and whatever mm-hmm. else. It's Like get out of here. Get out of here. But um just been enjoying it. It's just been just been good to jump in and sort of do a bit of a rumble and and play against real people and and grind that gear up, try and get some get some good loot. Mm. uh so that's that's all i really been doing on the destiny front you you sort of been jumped in and had a little bit of a destiny destiny play around this week too yeah
0: yeah so like everyone else was talking about playing it and i'm like that's okay little ally will play again by herself um but i just jumped into gambit like i usually do just to you know i guess recalibrate my uh like handling anyway so I love Gambit. I I will stand by that it's my favorite um, game mode that Destiny introduced. Um, it's not a popular opinion, but it's mine. Uh, and it's mine. <laughs> it's my opinion. And I'm just trying to make sure that I'm getting everything that needs to be done um, before like the next, next step of story. It sounds like a lo- there's a lot going to change. So, mm. yeah, just always ticking off of a bunch of things that need to be done, story-wise.
1: One thing I do enjoy is like the uh world event gambit mode they've got in there now too mm-hmm. like with the public event that they weave the gambit mechanics in
0: tons of that fun. is
1: insane and that is intense yeah. i played that on um like it trigger to heroic the other day and holy shit that is that is a mission to get it's through great. but that's pretty cool
0: it's tons of fun i love it i just jumping on io and just like going back and forth to every time that like it spawns into different two like two locations i think two that are nearby so you just jump on your um sparrow and head to the next mm-hmm. one so
1: yeah one thing i've noticed related yet unrelated is if i play this game on pc using my Elite controller Motherfucker. i can't make my sparrow go fast for some reason there's some weird like like button clash with maybe having the paddles or something if i take the back paddles out which you know replace the face buttons i can go mm. fast but if i have them in it sort of just cruises along almost in like second gear that's it's just really weird. strange very weird yeah
0: but also stop playing with a controller <laughs> i just i just like playing with controllers so much uh, i just like being addicted to control players that play yeah. on pc
1: i i know I'd ultimately have quicker aim and things like that playing with keyboard and mouse but it's just I don't know it just feels comfortable having the big old elite in my hands
0: I just feel like like perfecting your keyboard and mouse skills especially when it comes to first person shooter like you can usually like the adaptability between games is a lot more like smoother I guess and like I just feel like once you once you essentially get good at it then each game you play you're at least starting at a relatively good level
1: yeah, Obviously, that makes each sense. one
0: handles a bit differently but you know.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Controller. I know yeah. I should persist more with it but I'm just a sookie boy. So. <laughs> yeah, but uh play a bit more Destiny 2 over the weekend if you want to want to rumble.
0: Am I invited am I? <laughs> of course. Of course. The time <laughs> so zones the just make bitch. it weird like no, no it does. last night
1: after after we streamed um, shout out to generosity by the way and shout out to the people that drop by and drop some cash towards Huge. uh cure cancer you know it means an awful lot to us all apologies for anyone that did drop by and, and see that the stream probably wasn't as polished and fine-tuned as we'd like it to be uh that was my first toe dip into that space and uh it was trial by fire in every sense of the word but uh yeah,
0: baby steps
1: yeah that's it that's it hopefully just the doggo cam was enough to distract people from the uh the oh, blemishes it was. <laughs> yeah, so bring that back that's that's just my way to get out of most things i've decided now is like oh, you mad at me here here's my dogs i have dogs <laughs> i have cute puppos. yeah but um outside of that i've been watching uh this week a show that just dropped on hbo max or for australia it's available on binge or foxtel called raised by wolves mm. science fiction drama uh helmed by ridley scott so he's an executive producer he directed the first two episodes it's pretty cool and like i'm just going to sort of recycle what i said to you last night about it as it feels very much like it is the the offspring of you know the the prometheus alien Mm -hmm. sort of film cycle like uh it's the the show itself is focused around two androids named father and mother and they're raising human children on this uh, on this planet after Earth was destroyed during this big war. Mm-hmm. So um, there's still there's still humans around, uh, various colonies of them, and, and they're fighting uh, as as it always seems to be. You know, religious differences is what brings the conflict with the with the various humans and uh, the androids are, are you know, what they are in in almost all Ridley Scott's movies. You know, they're ancillary characters yet can sort of take a lead position. Uh, mother is also um, a a necromancer you could say which is sort of like a a warrior android which is really kind of cool and and the way she can fight and she like has like this scream ability that can just like disintegrate things like it is bananas but it's really cool very bleak like it's it's a very washed out color palette as far as this uh kepler 22 Mm. i think is the planet they live on it's all very very like whites and grays and you know, dusty yellow colors so there's not much vibrancy in the shots themselves uh, the cast is really cool Amanda Collin plays Mother I've never seen her anything before but she's really great in that role and then Travis Fimmel who was uh, Ragnar Lothbrook in Vikings uh, he plays Marcus who's sort of one of the the lead human characters in the show but it's really cool and it takes a lot of those themes from I guess Ridley Scott's science fiction brain like like what is it to be human? Cultivating life, uh, you know, terraforming planets, yeah. surviving in these harsh environments, aliens, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh, seven episodes released so far. Were, it was weird. They released like five in one hit, and then they just released another two. I think there's ten okay. episodes confirmed for the first season, but they've just announced that they've uh, renewed it for a second season. But it's really cool. Um, you know, pretty pretty bleak and dark and dire tone. Uh, yeah. Good acting good soundtrack really cool visuals and um, <laughs> I'm digging it very much so
0: we definitely like have been getting it advertised to us a lot here um I do agree like the color palette and just the overall look of it does look essentially bleak because to me I, like there were some curiosities about it that I was like oh what is this but then for the most part when everything's kind of like a really dull tone and very like colorless sometimes you kind of don't really gauge interest into things. Um, but it's funny that you said a guy from Vikings was in it because like, there's always this one shot that I see and I'm like, Vikings that, oh no, wait, it's it's not the show. (laughs) So, um, yeah, well, I mean, you've sold it to me and it's good to hear that they've actually dropped a good amount. I have, I have heard like a lot of people who have watched it say extremely positive things about it. So yeah, so I'm guessing this was, I'm going to have to adapt, uh, jump onto since we, um, finished ap bio though what i mentioned last hell yeah thank thank god to Jono who actually kind of said to me hey yeah we do have it in australia and he agreed that it was really good so is
1: that australia's Jono peck you you're referring to sorry
0: yes australia's Australia's sweetheart
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i'm gonna give ap bio a look eventually uh but yeah this raised by wolves has been a good little good little bit of sci-fi hotness at the moment like it's not always balls to the wall action. Like there is a lot of slower paced episodes, just sort of building the world out and the characters and expanding on the mythos in there. But it's 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 a good watch, and the the special effects are really really well done. Like it doesn't look cheap. Like you can see they've thrown some money behind this, and they're investing in this franchise. And uh, it's it's awesome to see. There's there's two seasons now uh, at least confirmed. But yeah, anyone that's on uh, Foxtel or you have got HBO Max if you're outside of Australia or Binge. Give it a look. Seven episodes available. I don't know when the final handful of episodes are going to drop. Maybe next week. They'll probably sprinkle a few more in, but it's mm. so cool. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. Throw yeah. it on just the pile.
1: Prometheus, the TV show, really. That's that's like all I keep thinking when I watch this show. But uh, mm. yeah, that's that's me. Finally caught up. Finished all of Luther. Uh, not Luther. Lucifer. I'm waiting for the <laughs> new episodes to drop now. Uh, I really smashed through those five seasons very quick. So now I'm just like, okay. Maybe I, maybe I can get into this AP bio and see what it's about because I'm yeah, uh, pretty well caught it. up on everything. Because
0: I definitely didn't sell it too well, but it's hard. It's hard to. It's a hard thing to sell. It's hard to be like, trust me, this show is good without me being able to pinpoint specifically what makes it good. It is just overall good.
1: Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and also um, I binged uh, Ravens Banquet as well.
0: Oh, did you? How good very, is that?
1: Very enjoyable.
0: Mm-hmm. And we both agreed on the favorite episode.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the flashback to the, the game devs in the 90s. I thought mm-hmm. that was fantastic. It uh, was Jake Johnson so well made. And I'm sorry, female co lead yeah. in that episode.
0: The mother from Who?
1: Yeah, mother from <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Your
0: mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good uh, show. That
1: episode was by far the, the, the star, I think, of oh, the yeah. entire season. And it's oh, weird because yeah. it was so off center from the rest of the show.
0: Yeah, it was so peculiar too, because like at first you're like, oh, it's just like introducing to like where it came from and everything, but then they show you the connection. But like, mm. yeah, it's such a like, especially growing up as a PC gamer, um, like as a kid, like there's like a lot of elements to it that were very, very familiar for me. So like, it was it was a it was a great watch. So recommend. hell
1: yeah, hell yeah. Speaking of great things and not a great watch, but a great listen. But the latest episode of the 8-Bit Cast drops this coming week. It's going to see Ali, myself, Jono, and Mr. Matt Tilby taking a trip down professional wrestling memory lane. So we're talking about our WWF uh, high points, low points, favorite wrestlers. Uh, We even end it with a little bit of our wrestling intro theme trivia to see who uh, takes that out. Uh, Be available at Patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit for the low, low price of a dollar to get early access to that. But it will then be released on the 8-bit cast RSS feed within the fortnight after that episode drops. So uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. And we'll also have uh, the other episode of the Hungry Game Show dropping to the public this week as well, seeing Mr. Benny McJanet tackle Mortal Kombat 11 in the Trivia Battle Arena. So that'll be dropping on the Hungry Gamers RSS feed Probably Wednesday this week, a couple of days after THG releases. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for a double dose of hotness on the THG RSS feed. But outside of that, obviously, apitnation.net, shopapit.net, apit.net, youtube.com forward slash rear8bit for all that video content. Uh, and then also audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio based equipment. You need some new headphones, you need a microphone, you need a turntable, you want to get that vinyl out. It is all there. The best in the business. Really well-priced, Japanese quality. Uh, and if you can, and if they're still available, get a set of these purple ATH-M50X headphones, limited edition 8 purples. Get on them while you can.
0: I want to give an honorable mention to the PAX panel that you guys did um, this past week. Yes. really really good content very informative about just like audio and recording and everything that anyone that's a beginner streamer podcaster like you guys were so good so thorough detailed but not like over explaining it was a really really good panel to watch well done guys
1: 100% Matt and Gary were definitely the stars of that show uh their their knowledge of audio equipment and positioning and how certain types of microphones work and, you know, headphone recommendations like anyone, not even if you're wanting to just get into content creation, but if you're just looking for for recommendations for the right headphones for you or Mm. if you are just dabbling with gaming, whether it be offline with friends or if you are trying to do streaming or whatever else, it is a great first stop. You can see the video, it is sort of like a VOD now available over on the PAX uh twitch channel so hunt that down uh yeah because matt and gary did fantastic i uh came home with a bit of a wet sail but uh you know what i think it was fun and uh want to do more of that kind of stuff and matt and i have already been talking about doing maybe a few little like youtube entries sort of little bite-sized things about that just to just to help people when they are getting into content creation for the first time, because uh, it can be very daunting. And uh, speaking from most recent experience last night, not completely knowing the ins and outs of a bit of software or a platform, Mm -hmm. having those little tips and tricks will mean the absolute world and take a lot of that stress off you when you are going live. So yeah, check out Before You Go Live 2.0 on the PAX VOD channels on the Twitch and see what uh, that was all about. Good call on that one, by the way. Thanks for bringing that up. I totally forgot about that.
0: No problem. Had quite the impact on me.
1: Oh, there you go. Speaking of impact.
0: This week's news headlines.
1: All right. We've got a couple of quick little bangers first before we jump into the main course. Uh, We probably alluded to what that main course was going to entail with the discussion on the PS5. But uh, yeah, a couple of little bites here. Beat Saber will be getting its long-awaited multiplayer mode next month on October the 13th. Details regarding the multiplayer mode's exact nature are admittedly still rather thin on the ground, but Facebook, which acquired Beat Games last year, says players will be able to battle up to five friends or random opponents in a bid to reign supreme. That would be insane to watch. Can you imagine like a five or six-way stream of Beat Saber people just jousting in the musical Saber arena?
0: Well, so the way that I would see it would be like any other kind of multiplayer rhythm game where locally you'll be hearing the track in your own form and you'll essentially biggest, highest score would win, right? So I'm yeah. um, actually genuine, like considering how long Beat Saber has been around, um, kind of curious that they haven't had like a multiplayer element available.
1: Yeah, it's, it's sort of taken them a little while to to get to this to this stage, but... The continued success of that game, I guess maybe they haven't had to try and rush it out. You know, they just keep bringing out new packs and partnering up with new musical artists to bring their songs to this to this platform. And hmm. this game makes so much money; it is so big. And uh, the good Beat Saber players out there, a treat to watch. Like it is magical how rhythmic they can be in this. Like I look like a seal trying to walk on its tail playing this game like mm. it is not a good experience i'm yeah, not yeah. a good watch i'm so uncoordinated and then these other people just do it effortlessly
0: i got recommended a video by that um australian streamer nacy by nacy? nacy yeah yeah and she even like i saw that she also gets like dressed up as well for the theme of the song which is really cool so yeah seems she, like she's pretty much
1: so. the queen of beat saber here in, in australia and probably one in in the world too like she does a lot of vr streams and and beat saber i think is probably a bread and butter and yeah she crushes it crushes it yeah shout out to the purple nation but yeah that'll be interesting curious to see what kind of like joint streams pop up with this and and how it translates but it'll probably make some good video that's for sure oh definitely all right and uh sort of weaving into the next bit of vr discussion in news both theoretically exciting and so detail deficient it barely constitute new, uh, constitutes news, Ubisoft has announced it'll be bringing its Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed franchises to VR. Ubisoft made the reveal as part of Facebook's VR event earlier this week before offering precisely no additional game details. About all we can say for certain at the moment is that both Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed VR will be developed by Ubisoft's Red Storm Studio in collaboration with Ubisoft Dusseldorf, Ubisoft Reflections, and Ubisoft Mumbai. The suggestion also appears to be that these games will be fully-fledged VR experiences exclusive to Oculus, which is likely to be glorious news for long-suffering fans of Splinter Cell in particular somewhat unbelievably splinter Cell's sam fisher hasn't appeared in his own mainline game since 2013's splinter cell blacklist instead ubisoft has been con uh, has been content to roll out the fan favorite character prop up its other creations most recently turning the stealth hero who is at least getting his animate his own animated netflix series into an operator in rainbow six siege so this this little bite says a lot without saying much, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I guess what we can take away is that Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell are making their way to VR in what regard? Who knows? Is it a full-fledged game? Is it the OG games just getting reimagined in VR? I don't know. Is this, like, if you owned a VR headset, would you be picking these games up and playing them first-person through a headset?
0: It depends because, like like vr assassin's creed and depending which time period they choose like there there is a small appeal to me like i would love to like walk around in the like environment established in um assassin's creed 2 and maybe even black flag but like assassin's creed 2 just like walking around and just seeing that history like i wouldn't be playing the game i'd just be like you know looking at architecture and art and everything like that (laughs) especially during these covid times um, but in the same sense, could you imagine VR and doing that massive Assassin's Creed dive into the haystacks?
1: I th- That's what I was thinking is like a game that is as fluid in movement and fast and allowing instant traversal. I think there'd be so many people getting sick, like mm. so much motion sickness, like running and free climbing and yeah, jumping off into a hay bale and whatever. I think I might get like I might vomit.
0: So, they might actually, and now thinking about Splinter Cell as well, like, uh, they're only saying that they are, like, they're making VR games off the franchise, right? Yeah. So, chances are they're probably going to take elements from games and then adjust them to a VR experience. So, um, both games have stealth elements involved so what they'll probably do is just create a vr game predominantly based on stealth maneuvers Mm -hmm. so blending um,
1: into crowds or with sam fisher hiding in the shadows and things like that so it's probably going to be yeah a lot of just slow calculated walking and movement as opposed to running around like a mad dog
0: exactly right so i mean yeah oh what was the other vr game that was recently um oh but that was done that was going to be the shop right um far cry yes, yes. but that, that was the storefront so at least this one's um going to be exclusive to oculus
1: mm. Mm. yeah like <laughs> cool i do <I>, like <laughs> i own some vr headsets don't play them great tech but yeah i don't know like we'll see what these games are when they when they get formally announced and uh showcased but I guess it's cool to see more AAA franchises making their way to VR. I guess that's the biggest takeaway instead of it just being a lot of tech demos.
0: I don't know. Like a part of me, like I've always said VR can be amazing. It could be one of the best experiences that we could experience, especially when we get old and we can barely move or we get arthritis and all that sort of business. Like VR could be a really great experience for like the elderly. Um, But it needs investment and it needs time and dedication so uh, while it's good that like companies are trying their best at creating a vr experience if you create a vr experience that's either lackluster or half baked the the idea of need or the like people purchasing the vr experience just dies so therefore it can't really get pumped up so i really wish there was like a really dedicated like group or studio that just specializes in high quality, graphically dense experiences in VR, just so we can see exactly where we can take it.
1: Yeah, that's it. Like we've, we've got a little, like a couple little nibbles at that full experience. Like Half Life mm. Alex this year was was one of them, yeah. and you know things like Resident Evil Seven and whatnot. But outside of that, like we've got a lot of great games and a lot of compressed games or experiences, but we don't get many. Holy hell, this is the true future type of situation. Exactly. Like it's not yeah. a regular, regular thing amongst the VR world. But I think we'll get there as the technology improves and they can fit more grunt into the headset to you know, lessen the need for cables and, and reliance mm-hmm. on other hardware. That's when we'll start to see this become more more of a commodity, I guess you could say.
0: True, yeah. But yeah, we'll see.
1: Bit of Assassin's Creed. I, I wouldn't mind Having to hide and blend into crowds and you know, stealth killing baddies and stuff like that. Like I think that could be fun, but if that's all the game is, yeah. I'd could probably you need to be. Imagine
0: more. the strain on your knees though, just like sitting there in your oh, VR, yeah. just like crouching around and crawling around whatever room or space in your house. Just sitting there. I'll just do the first mission. I'll be like, my done my back and my knees are gone. <laughs>
1: i'm retired i'm out of the assassins game yeah Yeah, i'm not an
0: assassin anymore i'm just gonna go sell bread over here
1: that's that works for me i love a good good loaf of bread all right the next uh the next bit of news we're going to talk and this is sort of our deep dive for the episode uh and it is titled the 10 biggest announcements and trailers from sony's playstation 5 showcase this comes via way of the verge a week after Microsoft detailed the price and release date for both the Xbox Series X and the Series S, Sony has followed suit with a major PS5 showcase event. This past Wednesday Thursday, Sony revealed not only how much the PlayStation 5 will cost and when it will launch, but also more details on the games coming to the next-gen platform. So uh, this is the uh, the 10 biggest. They, they did highlight a lot of other games and other announcements within, but we're going to sort of cherry-pick these 10. And the, the first one that they've got on the docket... God of War is back. The long-awaited follow-up to God of War is official thanks to a brief tease and uh, brief. not not in the dock. but I'm going to emphasize brief, yeah. brief, brief, brief. We don't know much about it, but it appears to be called Ragnarok, something was heavily suggested at the end of the original game and it's expected to launch next year. That was a big like booyah moment for me, the 2021
0: date. That yeah, I mean... Well, the age that we live in now, we kind of know that that's probably not official. Like, oh, yeah, that's not yeah. going to be the case. Where, like, it's, it came out 2021. It's like, yeah, right, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, That's it. we can all have dreams um but um i to me it makes sense that i I, to say that i was expecting this i can't say that i was expecting an announcement but for people to be genuinely surprised that there was a game in the works it's like come on like god of war was one of the biggest like releases of the year it was received so well and we just knew that they were already going to be signed up to you know create the next you know installment and it's been some time now between you know release so yeah
1: so so the the i guess the soft reboot that they did with the ps4 uh april 2018 was when it came out so i'm wondering if they're going to fall oh, into yeah. that release window next year if it's going to be april 2021 that's a three-year cycle they did heavily mm. allude like avoiding as much spoilers as i can but the the ending of god of war heavy heavily alluded to further doubling down on the north uh norse mythos and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that's what we're getting with it called Ragnarok, but you know the the world blew up on this, and all it was with the was the logo and Kratos talking over in the background like yeah. it was nothing, and yet everyone's like, "Ah, oh, Sony's the best!" I'm like, "This is just <laughs> a cop out. Come on,
0: take it your blinders was so off." It so bad, like like uh, like the hype around it. Like I can be like. I can understand people being excited by it, but it's like, um, do you remember the Skyrim? Not Skyrim, but like the Elder Scrolls announcement. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> at, at E3 like two years ago or whatever, where it was just, they, they sprawled over this big like fantasy green lush vista and then it popped up with the logo, like the Elder Scrolls um, uh, you know, logo. But that was it. And everyone's like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> like, and I think that, I think that's where I sit with this. Because when I saw that, like, the Elder Scrolls, like, announcement, I agree with everyone. Yeah, it was F all. Like, it was just terrain. Like, you know. But for me, it was like, at least I know they're working on it. That's all I needed is that they're working on it. That's all the confirmation I needed. And then I come back to this with God of War and what I said previously. Of course they were making it. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like more God of War, awesome. Hell yeah. Loved loved the most recent one in 2018. Can't wait to play this one as well. Like God of mm. War Ragnarok looks like it's going to be brilliant.
0: A new gen console, so it's going to look pretty.
1: Oh, it's going to be so sexy. Uh, the, the next star news, PlayStation Plus is getting an extra bonus. Sony has announced the PlayStation Plus Collection, a new feature for its subscription service that lets subscribers play a huge range of classic PS4 games on their ps5 best of all it'll be available at launch in november so i think this is their sort of uh you know return serve in a way to xbox game pass trying to say hey look we do we do support you know previous gen and we do have cool cool offerings available like they did show a good assortment of games a a wide variety of games like you saw uncharted 4 in there you saw until dawn you saw like final fantasy was in there And a heap of other games as well, but like, I'm like, cool, you know, thumbs up to you, Sony, for this, but it didn't really move the needle too much for me. I think Mm. all this was, in a way, was just sort of filling out the PS5 catalog at launch to make it look a little less bare.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be honest, like, the only thing that really grabbed me in the sequence that they showed of things that were going to be inclusive in this, um, persona i think it was one of them mm, so i was just like that's true cool I, I i need to play that anyway but i mean like all, all the other things so i was kind of like yeah mm, mm, mm. i guess uh, did they mention that it was going to be an extra payment or it's just it's added on
1: it's just added on apparently well, thank
0: goodness for that
1: not 100 percent confirmation on that but when i did some research on it when it was announced i couldn't see anything about that it's going to bump the price up mm. it looks like it's just to pack in with playstation plus which is cool yeah excuse me more games never a bad thing but yeah it just feels like it's a stocking stuffer for for the (laughs) ps5 so because i think any majority of ps4 gamers have played all those franchises like the vast majority of them people have had their experiences in it already but
0: they did look like the major titles the major like triple a titles that as you said a playstation owner fan would have probably already Mm, played that's right
1: because yeah god of war was in there too wasn't it
0: I think it, it was, was in, yeah. in the
1: listing. So you could get it get a taste of that on the PS5. That there there's there was no talk of, you know, graphical f- fidelity increases or anything like that. I think it's just here's the game's available digitally. D- download them on your PS5 and you get that PS4 experience. But, you know what? More free games never a bad thing. Good on you Sony for actually trying to chuck a bit more value at your at your fan base. So, that's cool. The next one, Final Fantasy 16. Announced for PlayStation and PC, the show opened with a surprise. Final Fantasy 16 is in the works. We don't know much more than that, like say when it'll be available, but the the debut trailer is full of familiar sights like Chocobo's Crystals and Wild Magic Spells. The game will be coming to both the PlayStation 5 and PC, which is interesting. But, uh, you know, it's tough because I'm not a big Final Fantasy fan like i'm mm. well, not a fan i i can respect the franchise i've enjoyed playing some of them over years but i'm not i'm not all in and heavily invested like some others are
0: so no no, it's no like, me yeah, cool. like and uh, look i'm gonna preface essentially us talking about this like the general place like sony playstation event i felt very much of the same level i re- really didn't get the major hype factor that probably a lot of people did um I know that the Final Fantasy fans were happy to see, like, you know, this get announced, know that it's in production. Chances are, like, it won't be released until, like, 2022 or 2023 mm-hmm. or something like that. So, it's probably just a snippet. Graphically, it looks really nice. Um, there was a big focus on Shiva in this one. So, I'm very curious, like, what's the story element? A very. Did you, watching that trailer, did you go, is this the freaking Witcher? Like...
1: It had a bit of that vibe to it, to a degree. Like, but I I also a lot of these trailers because I don't know the vast majority of notable Final Fantasy characters. So there's probably Mm. big, big reveals in these trailers where I'm just like, oh yeah, who's that guy? But everyone else that knows the, the the universe, like, oh my god, that's blah blah blah. So I was like, yeah, it looks cool, but it just feels like the same sort of themes and same sort of overarching story that they have in all of these. You know, it seems like there's. A royal that's in trouble or has powers or can potentially ruin the universe and you're tasked either as that royal or the bodyguard or something. It feels like it feels like that's the same kind of tropes I they go with I all the. I feel like the
0: trailer kind of misled you a bit because it looks like you were going to play a bodyguard or something, but then like I noticed that the little boy that you're following at the start, he has this like specific earring. Mm-hmm. But then as like this this sections in the trailer where this shows you this character even like older and older and it's got the same earring oh, so i'm okay. like i'm like i'm wondering if you're playing as the little boy but like like as he grows up like through time because there's like yeah. certain segments where you see this person with this earring and then he has the tattoo on his face i don't know like throwing so it many out, of them so. have
1: that weird tattoo thing on their oh, on their F- face
0: final fantasy fucking loves these patent yeah. tattoo things Says All these pretty himself. boys
1: with face tats, like this isn't real life.
0: <laughs> Mike dies the names.
1: <laughs> but yeah, more Final Fantasy. I'm with you. Like we're not going to see this game for for many years. Like we've still got Final Fantasy VII, um, the next episode to come out. God knows when as well. So mm. I reckon this game uh, 16 could be 2023, something like that. You yeah. know, probably being a little, little bit uh, overly hopeful for that. But I'll, I'll pick it up, give it a play. Maybe I'll start to invest more into this world. I've still got to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's that's on my uh, pile of shame still too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the next uh, next announcement we're going to be talking about, a good look at the next Spider-Man. We already knew that a Miles Morales-focused Spider-Man game was coming to PS5, but this week's reveal showed off an extended look at gameplay so you can get an idea of all the heroes' Spidey abilities. It'll be launching this holiday on the PS5 and PS4. So that was a little bit of a like, uh you know curmudgeon that was thrown around where it was touted as day one console exclusive no
0: i I don't know if you're referring to a specific tweet today that was done by a fake account you sure okay i don't know because there was just like a lot of people in the media were like retweeting this tweet today and it was from a fake account so i just gotta like
1: what i saw (laughs) this was a couple of days ago that i saw this i'm just just having a look now
0: Oh, okay as, as long as it's like because like i know that a lot of um people in gaming journalism got duped by a tweet from a fake was it was insomnia games kind of account so
1: oh, okay but... yeah no. i appreciate the uh the, the save now so this is on the playstation blog so it is 100 percent confirmed oh, okay. uh, and, and the writing directly from the playstation blog from the 16th of september we're excited today to reveal that marvel's spider-man miles morales Will be arriving on both PS5 and PS4, so uh, yes, yes, there you go. The, the, probably the biggest console exclusive coming into this holiday mm. is available on current gen as well. So it kind of takes a little bit of wind out of the sails, I think.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, it, it, there was like elements in this game, and look, I didn't play the orig- like the previous Spider-Man game, but um, there were like elements in this um, trailer video that we saw where there was a lot of moments where I'm like. Are we zooming in and out of like gameplay, then like video, like story, and then back into gameplay? Like, like the fluidity in that was incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really seemed seamless where they were yeah. jumping from cutscene to to quick time event to steering and having full control of Miles back to another cutscene. Like, it looked gorgeous. Mm. My God, it looked gorgeous, and I saw some. Tweets doing the round just of sort of close ups of Miles and just the detail like in his hair and things yeah. like that. Like it's got some polish and it looks phenomenal on the old uh, on the PlayStation Five. But yeah, it is also uh, going to be on the PlayStation Four. So mm-hmm. um yeah. I don't like it's not a big issue, but I I found that kind of surprising a little bit. Don't you think?
0: What though they were going to release it on PlayStation Four?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Why? like
0: some people can't afford the new console. Yeah,
1: like I get that. Like I I guess it's they'll still they'll move max amount of units, but I thought positioning this as like the game to own or one of the reasons to buy a PlayStation 5.
0: Oh, I wonder if it's the upgrade thing. Like, you know how certain um devs like uh like the games they're gonna like automatically like like Cyberpunk, right? Like you buy it on PlayStation Four then you get a PlayStation 5, you get the free kind of, like, graphical upgrade for the new gen console. Yeah. Maybe that was the tweet I was thinking of. But, like, yeah. Like, um, this game looks great. I must... Oh, which... I remember one of the events told us, like, that it was... The content was made on a PC capture. I can't yeah, remember Yeah, with,
1: with PS5 specs or yeah. something like that. That was, that was for the Spider-Man, I'm 99% sure. It came up with... Yeah, Mm. footage captured on pc using playstation 5 specifications or whatever so
0: Mm. but like this this title looks great the spider-man game previously was well received from everyone um i've seen a lot of people from like very specific um, communities and groups um really excited about just general representation um in this game and it just looks like it's going to be a good look on a character that has been known in the spider-man universe but like the fact that people will actually be able to get hands on so
1: 100% it it looks phenomenal and uh totally agree with what you said but uh your 7 to 10 hours allegedly is the the runtime for Miles Morales so yeah it's it's expand alone size like similar to the point. lost legacy <laughs> yeah yeah certainly not a um not a expand alone price point that's for damn sure and uh the villain that you're going to be going up against is the Tinkerer but I had had a little bit of a, a coat of paint change you could say uh it used to be like an old man uh phineas mason phineas mason is the tinker any sort of like an old dude uh that, you know obviously he's tinkering and doing inventive uh inventing skills and making crazy weapons but in this one it's almost looked like a bloody hunter from destiny 2 i was gonna sort say the, Fortnite the character for oh yeah that that's Looks probably more It really actually, felt yeah. like
0: a Fortnite character but i'm happy you sound like a woman so
1: yeah yeah, but looks cool. Uh, this will be the, the game I'll be playing day one. Got the pre-order for this. Uh, we'll talk more about the games that are, that are going to be dropping and available at launch on, on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X later. Mm. But yeah, it was cool. The, the next one that, that got the world uh, all kinds of horny in the pants. A first look at the long-rumored open-world Harry Potter game was showcased. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is getting even bigger with a new game called Hogwarts Legacy. It's the long-rumored and occasionally leaked open world game set in the vast harry potter universe and it's launching next year Mm. so looks cool i love i love the harry potter universe i love the the films the books obviously we'll we'll park jk rowling off to the side with all her shit but like Mm. just looking at it from i guess a a universe and a character and even just a, a pop culture perspective it's it's very special special world and and special franchise but um what did you think about this like did you watch this trailer and go i need to play this like i looked at it and went oh it looks cool i guess i'd give it a go but i I wasn't like take my money right now this is going to be genre defining for me nope
0: um i watched the trailer for some reason i got um bully remember the game bully oh
1: yeah that's a great game
0: I got some, like, bully vibes to it. I don't know if it's just, like, the character design or whatever, but I was just like, this feels like I'm getting really bully vibes. Um, I think I was kind of disappointed graphically, like, how kind of semi-cartoony it looked. And, yeah, I just watched the trailer. I'm like, um, I know there's going to be a lot of people who have been waiting for this game and are absolutely frothing at the mouth to finally be able to see it and get their hands on it. But for me, I'm just like, nah, thanks. Don't want it. (laughs) Don't need it. Don't want it.
1: Like I haven't done much of much research to know, is this the one they were talking about? Was almost going to be like an MMO because this looked like it was singular experience. Like they didn't show any multiple wizards working together to take down the big bad or be the big bad. Like, it just looked like it was standalone to me. It
0: didn't. But then, you know what, just mentioning that, there were certain elements where I'm like, this looks like it could have been, like, very, like, MMO. Like, it feels like it maybe had the, you know, beginning stages of that. There was, like, a lot of things, I think, more, like, map-wise and environment-wise where it felt very open. Um, And I was trying to see if, like like it has to have a creator or a character mode so but it was kind of confusing figuring out within the scenes like who was the you know character that was being played essentially so
1: just uh, having a quick read on the uh, on the official Hogwarts Legacy website at uh, Warner Bros games mm. and another one that I only just looked at like that connected to me is also it's got some um, like uh, mordor vibes with the, with the graphics as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. But reading it here, open-world action RPG doesn't mention any MMO types. It doesn't talk about a shared world universe. Your mm. character is a student who holds the key to an ancient secret that threatens to tear the wizarding world apart.
0: Of course you do. Mm-hmm. Because you're so may- Maybe it is a
1: singular experience.
0: You're not Harry Potter, but you're just as special. Yeah, everyone's yeah. special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah.
1: Some of the enemies look like they're ripped straight out of Shadows of Mordor, like the big trolls you're fighting and stuff.
0: I just think there's going to be like, there's the diehard fans who read the books, who know the lore, who know the history, because this is set way, way, way back. Um, yeah, eighteen
1: hundreds apparently.
0: Yeah. So, like, then there's going to be people who maybe just strictly like movie fans and kind of like work off that universe so they could be pretty disappointed They're like yeah, not I'm, I'm seeing characters more that they movie recognize movie fan
1: i've read I don't think i've finished all the books mm. yeah more movie sorry
0: oh that's all right unless this is like one of those things where they try to get people more enticed to like you know go further and buy more stuff to really deep dive into the harry potter lore
1: oh yeah they'll they'll get blood out of that philosopher's stone however they can so Nice. Uh, yeah yep yeah. <laughs> straight off the cuff landed that one and something else that landed especially for me i think resident evil village <laughs> looks terrifying the award for spookiest trailer goes to the eighth mainline resident evil which looks as gruesome and unsettling as you'd expect the scares are coming to the playstation 5 as well as xbox series x and pc in 2021 curious to see if it's going to fall into that february release window like that january february that they've been sort of dropping Mm. the last couple of years if so awesome that's a couple of months away uh this trailer didn't show a whole lot it was interesting that they went with this like fairy tale fable retelling where they almost had like tim burton characters talking about this kid that got lost in the woods i thought that was very unresident evil with that part
0: yeah yeah actually that like that like like you kind of mentioned Tim Burton kind of element, but we did see that in the previous... Oh, sorry, I guess we heard that in the previous trailer where she said, like, she actually starts that story. Oh, you're right. You're right, yeah. yeah. But, like, this is the first time we've seen this, like, little... Yeah, like a Tim Burtony kind of little animation sequence. They kind of I didn't feel like we got a lot in this trailer. We got nah. to see more of these like werewolf kind of monsters. Um, but I mean, there was so much in the previous trailer that like I had a lot of questions. Like like where we were clearly in a different time point. Um, we were in that mansion with those like coven kind of women. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I don't know. The trailer felt a bit lackluster for me.
1: Looks a bit eerie and, and I love that they just keep just throwing Chris in at the back end just for shits and giggles. Like this one especially, like you got like three seconds of him at the end, like heavy breathing or whatever. I'm like, okay, fair enough.
0: And like, always shouting his name, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, radio.
0: Reference. That's cool. Reference. Yeah.
1: But it looks cool. I like that they are starting to branch out from traditional Resident Evil of old you know it's not just slow shuffling zombies and things like that they're going down this horror like almost like a suit like a gothic horror vibe now and you're bringing in things like werewolves and like possessed people and covens and witches and stuff like that yeah that's that's my kind of fucked up and scary and i think this game's going to be terrifying i'm curious Mm. if this is going to get a vr port as well they haven't announced that yet but i wonder if they're going to weave that in they'd have Um, to right because it worked with seven worked phenomenally with seven it's, it's still by far the scariest vr experience i've ever had was playing Final, uh, resident evil seven uh with the headset on mm. but yeah early 2021 fingers crossed uh resident evil village let's do it the next one devil may cry 5 is getting a special edition one of the best action games of the last few years is getting a new version for the ps5 capcom revealed a special edition of devil may cry 5 which will also be a ps5 launch title will be available Digitally only, hmm. uh, this trailer was bananas. Like there was just so much going on on the screen at once. Like
0: and the music, I just- felt like
1: I was going to have a fit. Like yeah. there was so much happening, so many colors and sword swipes and stabs and enemies and bright things. I was like, overload. But yeah, cool. Okay.
0: Mm, special edition? Does it? Is it an enhanced edition or is it just? going to have a few little extra bits that the you know PlayStation 4 version isn't going to have like and only available digitally too so Jerkin Yeah, it's a which, which I thought was
1: a bit strange
0: Filler maybe a little bit of a filler for the PS5 launch
1: Yeah it, it felt like that like you get Virgil uh Virgil as a playable character um as well as the legendary dark knight mode which is pretty much just lots of enemies coming at you at once There's a turbo mode, so 20% gameplay speed increase. So that's probably why it felt like I was nearly having a fit watching some of that gameplay because it was very fast. And it also has uh, ray tracing support. So Hmm. uh, some graphical bumps there. Uh, It's apparently not coming to PC, but it's coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. But uh, yeah, being able to play as Virgil, okay, cool, awesome. But I don't know, I had a good experience with this game. I really liked the game. I think they did phenomenally well. Like this was just Capcom just firing on all cylinders with this game, but Mm. I don't feel the need to run back to it just to play as a different character and get a bit of ray tracing.
0: Yeah. 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 Some people did. Like, yeah, I know there's a big fan base behind it, but like, I don't know how many are going to be on the same level like you mentioned. Like you've already played it once. Would you really Mm. necessarily want to go back and play it again? Yeah.
1: Not me. I'm, I'm very much with a lot of these games singular experience one and done onto the next but then there's other people that just play them over and over again or they hunt platinums and achievements and whatever else Uh, like there's people that'll be all about it and with this would probably yeah come platinum so there'd be some hunger there Uh, speaking of hunger Five Nights at Freddy's goes next gen the ubiquitous horror series Five Nights at Freddy's returns with an incredibly creepy looking new entry for the PlayStation 5 it's called Security Breach but no word on when it launches
0: so this trailer
1: (laughs) it took me for a loop Um, did it i didn't know it was five five nights at freddy's until the end like oh
0: i knew instantly like oh really the voice was like i'm like this sounds like one of those like animatronics from like one of the more recent ones and then as it panned out there was like this dark like dark like hallway it was panning out from but if you looked in the top left there was a very familiar like like broken down animatronic thing like robot thing and i'm like oh no this is a freddy's and then as it panned out then it was the golden best golden freddy statue i'm like yep why why was this needed <laughs> yeah why did we put this in this event
1: yeah it was was very bizarre but i'm curious if you're getting some some sort of free exploration in this like if you are going to be a character it walking did. around that's what it felt to me it like it was open like world. That.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like with this franchise, it's been really weird. Like it props to him because he knows he has an audience and he has this like this uh, l- the matpat audience that wants to find the deeper meaning and story in the background. But that's just the theory, a game theory. Um but the actual game and the playability of the game, he the, the creator has like kind of like, you know, mixed it up a little bit like trying not to make it much of the same so Mm. yeah I wouldn't be surprised if maybe with this especially on PlayStation 5 maybe you are able to really just move around a lot more
1: I think that would be good because the you know the room to room kind of crap like it's cool and you can get some good jump scares but it does sort of overstay its welcome like it does sort of run out fairly quickly as far as the intrigue for at least me like Mm. I think if you've played a Five Nights at Freddy's game you've played them all pretty much so if they can change the meta a little bit
0: yeah i mean
1: have a little bit of free exploration
0: i feel like he's always done like they're easy scares because jump scares are pretty easy scares but like they if uh, you still get scared like (laughs) you still jump so if you're looking for that you're gonna get it
1: yeah and apparently it's uh, a playstation console exclusive for the first three months from release so (laughs) uh, a little timed little time bit of hotness there. yeah (laughs) But uh, oh, we'll see. Hmm. Was that sorry?
0: Well, hang on. So is it a console exclusive? When when something's a console exclusive, does that mean like PC is also involved or is PC just its own thing? Look at me, my um, eliteness. PC technically so, not a console. So.
1: The only referencing I'm seeing is, yeah, so it's going to be on the PlayStation 4, 5 and the PC. But yeah, the um, I think it looks like PlayStation 5 might get the first three months of it before it goes to PC and... Then available potentially on the PS4 as well, as Ooh. per um, this this article I'm reading on Fandom. So yeah, yeah. and the last uh, the last bit of news we want to unpack from the PlayStation Five showcase: a better look at the Demon Souls remaster. Bluepoint Games' ambitious remaster of Demon Souls is one of the most exciting PS5 titles we know about, and we've got a good long look at the revamped action RPG in a new trailer. It looked great. Especially when I, I saw a lot of side by side stills and footage from the the OG release of this compared to where it looks like now, and it is night and day.
0: So I feel really bad because I watched the Demon Souls announcement. I'm like, I've never played this game, and I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, this looks like all those other games. So what? Like, I was just so not faced by it whatsoever until someone actually like you know like you said they they showed side by side comparisons so i went oh shit now i see why people are really happy yeah
1: yeah like that that final like the the boss that uh the trailer ends on old you See tips. the stills yeah old, old sags you see you see sags comparison from the og release to now and it yeah. is head and shoulders above as yeah. far as quality goes
0: that's why i felt so bad i'm like why is everyone getting so excited over this it just looks like everything. Really-
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and like a lot of people that that are all about the souls games they're they're all in on this already like it's oh, yeah. getting a lot of lot of positive press a lot of praise and a lot of excitement but just this genre for me it just doesn't mesh with me as it's well as i'd punish. like i and yeah it frustrates me so much so um i did pre-order this game at launch just to give it a crack but i'd be very surprised if i finished this game me too like, I haven't finished the last couple of Souls games. I've finished Bloodborne, but that's it. But Bloodborne's a little bit more Arcadian forgiving compared Maybe to the Dark Souls the games. Boss. So, yeah, I, um, I'll i give this a go. I'll probably die a lot. I'll swear a lot. And then I'll say I'm never playing this game again. But mm. you know what? Other people just love it. They've got, got this weird addiction to video game pain, some people. Like they love... The it punishment. Has, it
0: has to be like a puzzle community, right? Like you're you're learning how to like defeat something, right? So, you know, you do something, you see what works, what doesn't work, and then you you try and try again, right? Like that has to be mm. it. Yeah, I have no it's, patience. It's
1: something. It's something, yeah. Just just working out, yeah, the ways to solve the problem, really, and yeah, the problem often is your death, so <laughs>
0: or rolling. Yeah.
1: Yeah, rolling, or you ran out of stamina, so you can't block and whatever else. Like it's, it's the whole thing. But yeah, a lot of the gaming world loves that that genre now and that punishment and that stress.
0: Someone in our A bit community also is oh, probably yeah. really cringing at hearing us going like, eh.
1: Yeah, like like Calgar, um <laughs> Andrew from the Inconsolables. He is all about this this. Type of game and he plays them religiously on stream. Does like builds where you know you go in underpowered and try to finish the game or like with shit weapons and like, I don't know how you can do that to yourself. I'd have a heart attack. Mm. Anyway, they are the biggest announcements and uh highlight points from the PlayStation Five release that occurred yeah last Wednesday Thursday for us in Australia. And on the back of that, we got obviously the the pre order <laughs> debacle that we talked about at the start of the episode we got the price points. So apparently uh, they lowered their price to be in line with the Xbox Series X price because obviously uh, Microsoft got out ahead of them uh, the week prior. Hmm. So $499 USD for the PlayStation 5 disc edition, $399 USD for the disc less edition. Uh, obviously that $499 marries up exactly with the Xbox Series X. With the Xbox Series S is $299 and the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition is $399. Mm. Uh, but as far as the mainline consoles, that translates to $750 AUD, which I I thought was going to be at 800 bucks. So anything under that. I'm happy. Um, yeah. like it's still a good chunk of change. But yeah, it's good to see that they, uh, they aren't completely uh, trying to gouge people's wallets. And uh, I, what, do yeah. you, what do you think overall from that event and that announcement and the price and... And what have you and the two i guess the two playstation skews having the digital and the the disc edition
0: um i like just overall with these both of these major console releases i've been pretty i'm pretty happy i'm like and i've got to also remember that i'm seeing this from an american price point and making references to what i know as an australian price point but Like seeing these digital versions of these consoles at such a, you know, appealing price range, especially for the current economic climate that we're in. But like just, yeah, just making it even more accessible to people that might not have the funds to, you know, be extremely lavish. I mean, having this might allow people to buy both consoles just and buying the digital version of both so that's a win-win right
1: yeah i I like the idea of the digital versions um obviously it's going to then be reliant upon your internet speeds and then also the storage size like they haven't confirmed on the playstation 5 digital edition the internal storage like it's got a 825 gig ssd on the disc version uh the xbox series x has got a one terabyte ssd uh, the Xbox Series S only has a 512 gigabyte SSD, so you're losing roughly half going to the diskless, mm. which makes it tough because obviously then you're going to have to rely on downloading and installing more games, so you would have to buy an external hard drive, uh, which is also an option for both consoles.
0: But um, Xbox only has a, pu- a proprietary, is that how you say
1: Yes, that's true. It's exciting. We don't have to wait too long. We've got about, what, six weeks before these bad boys hit the streets now
0: yeah that's like uh, with the low price points as well lucky for them because you would have been pretty pissy if it got really close to the launch and be like save your pennies now because these are the prices so mm-hmm. i think yeah, yeah i think they really hit it with what everyone's expectations were so that's yeah. positive just unfortunate and the, and about and the, the various um
1: yeah and the various game distributors have some pretty shit hot uh trading offers for your playstation 4s and xbox ones Mm. Uh, to really offset some of that that price jump. So mm. yeah, check that out. Uh, I know I'll be trading both my consoles into EB games uh, when when the Xbox Series X rolls around and pretty much I'll get the Series X for free and then just have to buy the PlayStation 5, I think is how it translates from my quick math. So yeah, exciting times though, exciting mm-hmm. times. And yeah, as I mentioned, the Xbox uh, Series S and X pre-orders go live this coming Tuesday morning. Uh, for Australians at 8am so set that in your calendar because you don't want to miss out and get that FOMO I know I certainly don't but if you can't wait that long and you just want to play some games this is what's coming out this week
0: new releases and
1: events uh we've got about a dozen games dropping this week Hmm. um ones of note uh, that I'd probably bring to the bring to the table. Mafia Definitive Edition uh, coming out on the 25th of September. PlayStation mm-hmm. 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. Looks gorgeous. Getting a lot of positive press already. Uh, tempting to maybe get back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, Serious Sam Four coming out on PC and Stadia on September 24. Uh, maybe don't mind a bit of Serious Sam. You know, a bit of character first-person shooter action. Uh, unique environments, quirky characters, things like that. Anything else on this list maybe makes you want to reach for your wallet?
0: Rollercoaster Tycoon 3.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope you were going to say that.
0: <laughs> I love me. Any kind of, like, tycoon. There's, like, a bunch of games now where it's, like, Rollercoaster. There's a bunch of transportation tycoon games that are coming out. Someone, like, sent me a message on Discord saying, like, there was, like, a train tycoon game that was free on Epic Games. And I'm like, I'm so glad people know how, like, weird and boring i am when it comes to these kind of simulation tycoon games but i fucking love it so much structure and organization makes me so happy
1: it's crazy too because in that same week unrailed releases on playstation (laughs) 4, xbox one switch and pc which is a railroad uh co-op multiplayer where you're building a train track against endless procedurally generated worlds so uh yeah you can just keep it on the rails all week if you like with a couple of big releases (laughs) yeah. Shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot, indeed. But yeah, that's what's coming out this week. Maybe we'll jump into this. Tweet of the week. And this little old ditty comes via way of at shinobi602. And the tweet reads Now that we have a clearer picture, uh, here are the currently confirmed, in brackets, dated launch titles for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S this November. Um, and looking at the docket here. Hmm. It's not the strongest release uh, for a new new console that I've ever seen as far as day one games. Uh, I guess we if we look at the PlayStation 5, we've obviously got Spider-Man Miles Morales, we've got Sackboy Big Adventure, Destruction All-Stars, Demon's Souls, Astros Playroom, Godfall. After Godfall, the next assortment of games are also going to be available on the Xbox platform. So we're looking at Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Madden 21, Dirt5 destiny beyond light call of duty black ops cold war watchdogs legion devil may cry 5 uh, with that expanded edition and nba 2k21 and if we jump over to the xbox we've got gears tactics we've got tetris effect we've got uh yakuza like a dragon and then um, a lot of shared games there uh, so day Oof. one ain't going to be too big for either of these platforms imo what do you think about this? Is this a little bit ho-hum?
0: It's a little, like, disheartening, isn't it? Because Microsoft definitely had all their chips on the table for Halo, didn't they? Um, yeah. And it just looks really like lackluster. Like, I'm assuming Microsoft's Halo was the counter to maybe PlayStation's Spider-Man. I'm trying to think what would have PlayStation's... Oh, well, I guess with the pushback, would it have been last of I don't know. Like, no, no. So what was PlayStation's, you know anchor title for their release
1: i think it's spider-man to be completely honest it i think they, they went all in on spider-man like and you know what gamers are hyped as hell for a bit of miles morales but yeah without having halo there as that crown jewel day one available title it's like okay i love my xbox but there's nothing really here that makes me go i'd need this like i'm gonna get the console day one anyway because i you know just that's how i am but yeah, there isn't that exclusive big tentpole <laughs> beacon of light, you know, yeah. saying here's here's the Xbox Series X and X and S, sorry, you, you need this. It's just going to be next-gen, uh, you know, general AAA titles. Like I'll be playing Assassin's Creed on there and Watch Dogs and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, like, honestly, looking at this list, if someone was to say to me, based on what's on offer, where are you going? Look... I don't know if we can put it in the category of like Xbox Game Pass and saying like what's available for you with Game Pass. But like in regards to what we're being like fronted here is like new releases for November for the new consoles. I mean, I would be looking at a PS5 just for the Spider-Man yeah. game. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like um, obviously the Xbox is coming out like North America on November 10th. And then a couple of days later on the 12th is when the PlayStation releases. So I've uh, got two days to breathe between uh, console drops. <laughs> but yeah, like that Yakuza like a dragon looks bonkers. And looks I'm excited bonkers. to play that. Like it looks so insane and very large than life and just pure chaos, which which I'm keen for. Like the PlayStation 5, I pre-ordered that Destruction All-Stars as well which let me tell you is $120 Australian on the pre-order. Fuck
0: no. Get fucked.
1: But I did it anyway <laughs> just so I can try some of these exclusives day one, like no, thank you. Yeah. My goodness gracious. And and I'm keen to play a little bit of like try out Godfall. Astro's Playroom's great cuz it's a pack in in the console, so you aren't actually paying for that. It's available in the console from from the jump, which I like, but a bit of Sack Boys, bit of Spider-Man mm. and then just some games that are available on both, plat- uh, both platforms. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, as you were saying before, Destiny 2 Beyond Light available in Game Pass with all the other content previously released on there too. So that is awesome. Big win for Microsoft in that regard, I think. Mm. I agree. All right. Let's uh, move into the last segment of the potty. You've got mail. Oh, I changed it. I fixed it. <laughs> you
0: fixed it. I forgot it. I did that.
1: Sorry, Chuck. You're back to normal again, mate. And this question of the week is more of, I guess, a recap of a poll you chucked up uh, a couple of weeks back now. Yeah. And the poll question was fairly simple. Best donut glaze? And you had options as chocolate, pink, or I'll say strawberry, caramel, (laughs) or something else. And uh, coming in in equal last place... On fourteen point three percent of the vote was something else, and pink. Second place was chocolate with twenty eight point six percent, and first place caramel with forty two point nine percent. What in the fuck, people? And
0: it was funny because like I was just gonna have just chocolate and like strawberry donut because uh, that was like like I'm not a massive fan of a chocolate donut, but like it's my alternative to throw at you because you praised like pink glazed donuts for some goddamn reason. They're the um, best uh but then as i was writing the poem i'm like ah eh, let's let's throw some others in there and then i was like sitting there forever just trying to figure out what's the standard i even had to go to like donutking.com just to see what the standard was and i'm like oh yeah caramel yeah caramel yeah. makes sense and there it goes it bloody takes the lead and wins the bloody poll
1: This is the Stephen Bradbury of donut quizzes right now. Oh, one hundred
0: percent, one hundred percent. It really surprised me. Like a lot of people were in agreement of like um like a maple donut or like a cinnamon donut, which is my favorite. Just your standard cinnamon like dusted, like sugar dusted donut. It's just a classic. But like over here in the states, an original donut is a glazed donut, just like that original glazed Krispy Kreme kind of thing. So, yeah. But yeah, the caramel took it
1: yeah I, d- I do not agree with this poll i demand a recount i'm, I'm going all trump here and i'm going to shut down the post offices for voting for future because this is clearly clearly flawed get my twitter blocked wrong.
0: but no reason
1: <laughs> yeah like um it's i agree with you like a good cinnamon donut is pretty special especially if you can get them when they're fresh out of <gasps> the fryer <laughs>
0: And like it's funny because now, because of my husband, I actually have bed witness to what a churro is, which is essentially oh my god they're so good, which is essentially a cinnamon donut, but just like even better because you always loved it if you got um if you got that donut that had maybe been in the fryer for too long and it just like it was crispy on the outside, soft on the inside, and then I just found out that there was this whole thing that was exactly that and it was in stick form and you can dip it in chocolate like
1: oh get the Dolce de leche the sort of oh, soft yeah. of caramel with the churro that is that is god tier too that that deserves a, a mention on this list like i'll put that up there <laughs> as a near winner donuts and then is, churro.
0: um <laughs> so that's that's my standard so i'm bloody cinnamon queen and so anything of that taste of variety just hits the note
1: yeah i'd, I'd tier it as pink or strawberry glazed is my number one i just love You're it wrong. i love the flavor <laughs> um all about it i ate three pink glazed donuts for lunch the other day because i'm that kind of guy now we're just i bought like a four pack the day before and i'm like i need to eat these before they get stale. so i'm like wait yeah, what happened the to the fourth the i ate the other that one that day so <laughs> <Okay>. I, <laughs> I had that one the day before and then that then i ate three for three for lunch oh well, the doggos had a little bit too but oh, um that counts yep so strawberries my god tier. i just love it it's just simple really good flavor but then in second, it would be a, a good fresh cinnamon donut, and I'd i put slash churro because they are
0: Identical. both very yeah.
1: special and very delicious. Oh yeah, and then I'd probably put a good jam donut third.
0: See, I love a good jam donut. Yeah, see, because like this is where it breaks the wall. Because like you know stuffed donuts with like 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 a custard one inside a donut. Oh my god! But like. Yeah, this is when we get technical. If we're just talking mm-hmm. glazed or like maybe just like toppings. Yeah. yeah. Bless you, sir. Ugh. And again.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, but chocolate and caramel would not be anywhere near the top of my list.
0: I don't know, caramel's good. Like I agree with them. Caramel's good. I just mm. shocked me when everyone was like, Hell yeah, caramel. Fuck the rest. So
1: Yeah, it ran away with it. Forty two percent of the vote. Where my yeah. poor old Pinky, fourteen point three percent. That mm. is very depressing. But uh, just means there's more pink glazed donuts for me. Exactly. That's all
0: that means. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Except they did. They were sold out a, like a week ago, and I was so heartbreaking, broken. I had to buy like the the lesser pink glazed donut version. Like you know when they have like um, you can get like the the cinnamon donut sort of base, or you can get more of the the fluffy lighter uh, donut base. No, like it's i more to donuts
0: than I know about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There is a science to it. I'm going to have to do a full unpack of this one day and just buy all the different ones and break it down. Make it a give YouTube me a good video. Excuse <laughs> <donuts>. <laughs> but yeah, I guess shout out to Caramel for winning that poll, even though I disagree wholeheartedly. Just means there's more pink glaze for me. But this brings us to the end of THG 211. Anything else you want to say before we got get in out of here for another week, Miss Hart?
0: honorable mention to odd world getting a trailer or feature in the sony presentation i know i said i wasn't hyped for anything that was the only thing that got me excited
1: <laughs> in, and it looks so true to the og like and it was mm-hmm. great to to see the characters brought back and, and not even reimagined just enhanced for this next gen and you're getting that same insanity so many um Madocans dying though holy moly you see a lot of yeah. them dead in that trailer like Abe, have, so some,
0: gruesome. You know, have some
1: care and and you know, play out these levels with a little bit more thought because he's just running there, getting minced every which way.
0: If anyone missed it, like, cause it was pretty, oh, they wouldn't say it was pretty quick, but maybe some people kind of glazed over it, hot glazed, um, watch it. Cause like at the end, the Madocans like speak more and they're complaining because they're waiting. It was so funny. I loved it. Yeah. Just
1: really great humor. Yeah. Really, really well written that show, that game and. I remember playing the the first one on the original PlayStation and and at that age, I was sort of too young to appreciate that style of game. Like I enjoyed parts of it, but I couldn't play it the whole time. A couple of years later, I loved it and finished it. But when I first got it, I was like, eh, this isn't for me.
0: For me, like when I I remember seeing that game, I didn't have a PlayStation. So the first time I saw it was like at a friend's house. I was in absolute awe how like graphically beautiful it was i'm like whoa! this looks crazy this looks amazing and then i i also got scared as well it looks it scared me a little <laughs> so
1: the little what was it what they, They're strogs aren't they Or strigs. the the, oh. the little sort of like yeah squid mouth guys Ugh. with the guns yeah get them
0: yeah. yeah wait
1: yeah. i just remember getting gunned down by them so many times as a kid i'm like no nope, bugger this gonna play colin mccurry rally and just smash my car up
0: I swear I had a handheld version of that like an Abe game. I'm I'm trying to think now. I'm gonna to have to Google it, but maybe someone out there can also like confirm it for me. But yeah. Love yeah.
1: It. Odd world. Hundred percent. Yeah, but this has been episode two eleven. What do you reckon we get on out of here?
0: Let's get at
1: Sounds fantastic, but we're we'll back with two twelve, same time, same channel next week. 8 bit nation, much love
0: and stay hungry.
1: I think I have to go buy some again today. Another I got a pack problem. Of four? <laughs> a four pack. Can't eat all four for lunch though. You can try. I really could. What is wrong with me?